You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. For Panther fans who want to keep pounding. For the ones who want an inside look at the vault. This, 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 this is views from Midstream. Now. Here's your host, Lonzo Wrightsell and Rob Brown. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another rousing edition of the Views from Mint Street Podcast, your home for all the Carolina Panther football talk you can possibly want, and then a little bit more. My name is Rob Brown, host of the Rob Brown Show in Greenville, South Carolina, available on 97.7 FM in Greenville, 97.1 FM in Spartanburg, and around the world, faux free on the Odyssey app every weekday from 9 until noon and of course joining me as always on the other side of the glass metaphorically he is my co-host my partner in crime they call him the great one Lonzo Reitzel is here as well and we had a good time partying it up with back-to-back wins but yet another AFC team runs roughshod over the Panthers a division sweep as the Pittsburgh Steelers knock off the Panthers 24-16. to We were ready to protect the bank, but the Steelers took out an E, put in an A, and took everything they wanted. However, if no, we are wait, looking... Wait, 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 wait. You said we were ready to defend the bank. You know who was it? The, the, the Carolina defense. The defense. Yes. Yeah. The, the, ironically enough, the only folks that did not defend the bank... Uh, was the folks expected to literally defend in the bank. Uh, the defense falls apart. The offense incredibly limited. We are going to talk all about it and break that game down. But before we do, just your overall takeaway from that matchup. Great one. I um, hate to say I told you so. I really do hate to say I told you so because I want to be wrong in this case. But... This was this was a breakdown in a lot of ways. As I mentioned on our last pod, what would happen if Carolina tries to run the ball and and the run is stopped? Will they continue with it? And I hoped that they would, but I didn't believe that they would and I was right cuz they didn't. They ran into a wall and then they panicked. They had no idea what to do and decided we, we can't run the ball. Let's let Sam win it for us, which is not what he's there for. He's to be a game manager. The guy who could win a game like that is now playing in L.A. It just comes down to uh, also in the last pod, we are talking about Steve Wilkes and, and Rob and others. It's not just Rob saying this is our guy. And I said he needs to uh, he needs to win two more. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't win another one. So right now, Matt Rule has still got a better record, and he hasn't shown me that he's a better coach than than Matt Rule. I 
I hate that because I want him to be. He seems like a likable guy. I love his press conferences for the most part. He looks like someone who, if I was playing for him, would want to win for him. But the Panthers are not winning. They're not. And uh, to me, this was a um, a tryout, if you will, for the next coach of the Carolina Panthers. And he was, you know, across across the field from him. And that would be Mike Tomlin. If all rumors are, you know, could be sub- substantiated, that could be the next. You know, because you know what that guy did. That guy took Mitch Trubisky and uh, and, and beat the Panthers. So, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Of, I'm sorry, Mitchell. I'm sorry. I'm Mitchell sorry. Mitchell Trubisky. I, I, I want you to get mad at me, Mitchell. Uh, get it right or pay the yeah, price. A yeah. uh, couple of things from that game. Number one, Steve Wilkes flat out got out coached. There is no other way to put it. At the end of the day, Steve Wilkes got out coached. The Pittsburgh Steelers came into that game. They knew exactly the game plan that they wanted to run in order to stifle the run game of the Panthers. That worked. We'll prove it with some numbers in a moment. They knew defensively exactly where they needed to attack on the football field to get the best production against the Panther defense. That worked. We'll talk about it in a minute. And they knew that the 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 key for the Panthers has been to own the time of possession. And they wanted to flip the script on that. And they did that as well. We'll bring that up in a minute as well. This came down to, and, and this is part of what I was concerned about a few weeks ago when it kind of started to, to show through a little bit that the Carolina Panthers at the time we're not only in control of their own destiny as a potential playoff team, but by the way, thanks to the Cincinnati Bengals coming from behind and knocking off the Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers still do control their own destiny. They win out. They're in the playoffs with Detroit, Tampa, and New Orleans remaining, which is feasible. We'll talk about that coming up in a minute as well. But the concern that I had was that this Panthers team, a Panthers team that came into this game 5-7, and seven, that fans would look and they would conflate being a playoff team with being a good team. I was concerned because, and again, I know that we are pro Panthers, Panthers fans, like we all want this team to be good as well. But I've tried to tell you guys a number of times, in fact, I've taken some flack from it, both on our radio station and in responses to the pod, I have taken some flack for repeatedly saying, let's not confuse being a playoff team with being a good team. We are still not a good football team. In fact, quite the opposite. We are still a bad football team. But let's not conflate being playoff bound, if we are, with being good. Because even if we are, one more L for either Tampa, Carolina, New Orleans, or Atlanta, if all four of those teams take one more L, The NFC South Divisional Champion will be a divisional champion with a losing record. The Buccaneers have now lost eight. The Steel, or excuse me, the Panthers have lost eight. The Falcons have lost eight. And the Saints have lost eight. When all four of those teams hit nine losses, if they were going to, the NFC South Divisional Champion would be a sub 500 ball club. That is going to happen once in a blue moon. Okay. Uh, what's the old uh, the old phrase? If I had two, if I had a nickel for every time that happened, I would have two nickels. Not saying it's happened a lot. It's just crazy, right? That's kind of where this is now. So, looking at 
where we stand right now. I think that people watched this team come out on Sundays and thought to themselves, we're a good team. We should win this game because we're a good team. We're not, right? And part of that to me, to circle back around to where this started. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is the understanding that Steve Wilkes is a head coach is also a guy that while he does have a year of head coaching experience under his belt in Arizona, very clearly and obviously had little to no control over that team when he was the head coach, is still learning to be a head coach. Now, I think that to some degree, he has gotten less than number one down, which is beyond everything else, at its foundation, every good team has a solid culture built underneath it. And I think the culture of the Carolina Panthers looks better now than it ever did when Matt Rule was trying to see who is OOU and who is not OOU. That's a great start. The problem is a culture doesn't run for 1.7 yards per carry. A culture doesn't play defense. All of those things still have to happen. And a culture is not a scheme. Mike Tomlin, who has been a head coach for half of my lifetime, Mike Tomlin is a guy who genuinely understands how to implement and organize and execute schemes because he schemed us to death in this football game. Steve Wilkes is a guy that is still learning how to do that and learning how to do that, especially offensively, with a group of coaches that are not his guys, right? Ben McAdoo was a Matt Rule decision, not a Steve Wilkes decision, and I could be wrong, but I'd be willing to bet that if you offered Steve Wilkes the opportunity to put anybody else in control of the offense and it was one of his guys, he'd be more than happy to make that switch because the play calling was abysmal in this game too. And offensively, that's not Steve Wilkes. That's Ben McAdoo. Wilkes is a defensive guy. We all know that. This one came down, in my opinion, to a young, green, hodgepodge, mismatched coaching staff just got thoroughly outcoached by a coaching staff that is veteran, that has been together for a very long time, that has been in the role for a for a significant amount of time, certainly uh, hundreds and hundreds of percentage points longer than the Panthers have had their coaching staff together at its core. This was a bad team with a hodgepodge coaching staff that has seen a lot of turnovers and changes over the past year. And you just got out schemed when it comes down to it. Now, does that mean Wilkes is or ain't the guy? There's a lot of discussions that are going to go on, including obviously on this pod, probably and primarily on Wednesday's edition. Is Ben McAdoo the guy that we should put most of the blame on? I'm going to say yeah, but again, that's a discussion that's going to be had. At its core, though, this this game came down to Steve Wilkes' coaching staff just got completely overwhelmed by Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Yeah, but I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to make excuses for them. I mean, it's not an excuse. That's a reason. Yeah, uh, well, sounds like an excuse to me. These these guys. Every time this season, when things are lined up perfectly for the Panthers, the Panthers fall short, and a lot of it has to do with coaching from the bottom to the top. 
Um, this all comes down down to Steve Wilkes. And yeah, the players got to play, but the coaches got to coach. The coaches got to do something that they don't do well. That's adjust. The better coaches in the NFL or at any level learn how to adjust when their game plan is suddenly just dead stopped, like the running game. You don't panic and go, oh, I guess we can't do that. What else we got in the bag? Oh, I know. Let's have Sam throw the ball 30 times or however many times it was. Let's try that. Wow, that didn't work. Maybe the defense should play better. Well, they didn't. I just, it just, it's it's all a bunch of excuses. But the silver lining to the whole thing is that the entire NFC South sucks. So, I mean, there's that. So really, with everything that happened as bad as the Panthers looked yesterday, they didn't lose any ground. Uh, the good news is they didn't lose any ground. That is absolutely correct. Uh, we still control our own destiny, courtesy of the Cincinnati Bengals. We went out, we're in the playoffs. And again, like I said, my fear is that we conflate that with being good. Uh, yes, it turns out, and this should not shock anyone, Mike Tomlin's coaching staff is better than Steve Wilkes right now. We all know that. If this should not be shocking to anyone at all that a coaching staff that's been in place and together around a head coach for the better part of a decade and a half is better than a coaching staff that is half Steve Wilkes, half Matt Rules, all disorganized and trying to figure it out. Uh, and by the way, as mentioned, most of the guys on the coaching staff, you'd think they're all doing a good job because they know that most of them are unemployed at the end of the year, regardless of whether or not it's Wilkes or Tomlin and who or whoever else that is the head coach next year. You'd think they put down tape, but let's be real. A lot of guys understand that when their time of employment is coming to an end, they're just going to coast. It's a hefty case of senioritis. They're just going to coast the rest of the way because they're likely going to have a job somewhere else, whether it's moving down to the coaching ranks or somebody sniping them and picking them up for a staff. So getting out schemed is not an excuse for an L. It is a reason. There are like three or four things that are direct reasons. Did the players play well? Did the coaches coach well? Are the top two? So when one of those things go poorly, that's a reason you take an L, not an excuse. We got out coached and because we got out coached, our guys got ran off the football field. That's what it comes down to. All of that in the bag. Let's talk a little bit about what happened.